We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. It's Beamaz and Beamer. Now, Brian Mazarowski and Joe Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. All right, 908 here. Beamaz and Beamer with you on WBEN, and we are going to uh, get right to it, right? Like we always do. That's right. We've got uh, Mark Laurie. He is the superintendent of schools in Niagara Falls. Uh, Mark, thanks for being on with us. Oh, good morning, gentlemen. Good to be on. How is it? Did, uh, did you have a break last week? Do you have a nice break? Well, we had a day off. Um, our students were off for two weeks in Niagara Falls, actually, but uh, those were good weeks for us to work and get things organized. And I just wish the announcement about the changes would have come a little earlier than 7 o'clock at night on a Friday. Yeah, little the timing, not optimal, right? Uh, that announcement, by the way, uh, three feet of distancing adequate in areas without high transmission rates um, for middle and high school, uh, three feet just regardless for elementary students. Um, I, I guess first and foremost, with the announcement, does that have an immediate impact on elementary students in your district as in terms of how many are going to be able to be in the classroom? Yeah, we'll, we'll be able to bring back uh, quite a few more elementary school students once we publicize our plan, get any feedback on it as we're required to do, speak to the Board of Education this week, and then we'll move uh, to bring back elementary students, uh, I would say, within the next two weeks. Um, but we do need to, as required, give parents and the community a chance to give feedback on it, watch uh, watch the uh, classroom size at three feet, possibly move some furniture around to make it happen. But it's a good thing for the elementary students who really desperately need to be back in school. Hey, Mark, just to remind people, what is uh, the Niagara Falls School District? What does it look like now for elementary students? What is the uh, the current going to school for students at the elementary level? Sure. Right now, we and, ha- and have been since September, our elementary students have been in a hybrid uh, where they go two days and they're off three days. However, uh, about prior to this announcement, we had about 12% of our elementary students coming four days. Uh, we looked at some students who had high needs, special needs, English as a new language, and other you know, academic con- and social concerns. So we had been bringing back to the point where we could fill a classroom as full as we could up to six feet with those considerations being the first priorities in. This will allow us to bring many more students back. And as I said, we just have a little bit of work to do, and, and, and we'll get there. Now, Mark, it says that the uh, for middle school and high school, as we said, the distancing requirements depends on the rate of transmission. I know, in, is that a county-by-county county thing, or is that regional? It's a county-by-county county, um, county county, um, uh, metric. 
And right now, Niagara County, and I believe Erie County, is over uh, the uh, allowable threshold for bringing students back. So we're going to have to watch that. We're going to have to monitor that. The threshold is uh, very low in terms of the number of cases. It's 100 per 100,000, uh, which is very, very low and uh, almost uh, you know, nearly impossible to do when you consider those cases could be in any location. Uh, in the county. So um, that, that's a really, really tough metric to meet. And I'm hoping that once this has been implemented safely for our elementary students, they can look at that threshold amount for the secondary students because they need to have the opportunity to come back to school just as well. Even though I believe it is much more pressing and I'm appreciative of the elementary level, I, I really think we have to look at the secondary threshold once we see how well we do with elementary. Yeah, and you know, for um, that, those students who this impacts, uh, middle school students just kind of throughout the region, that is, has been a group where it seems like it's been a battle to get uh, middle school and high school students back in the classroom even more so than some of the younger kids in certain districts. Now, you mentioned that threshold. It's hard, near impossible to get below that threshold, uh, depending on the area. All of western New York is above it right now. Does that impact the plans? Because in talking with a lot of teachers and people uh, who work in schools over the weekend on these new guidelines, their attitude is kind of, you know, what are we supposed to do right now? Because even if this changes, it goes uh, and we're allowed to have three feet of distancing for middle school students, then it could just change again in a week. And then we have to flip-flop kids. You're bringing them in and out of distance learning and, and doing all this sort of stuff. You know, is it even worth it? Yeah, well, you're you're 100% right on the on the threshold number. It's the threshold number whether it's it's too low as 100 or too high to make it. It has got to be looked at again. And you don't want to seem ungrateful. It did take 44 days to get to this point. We do have only 2 months of school remaining for all intents and purposes, and it would be awfully nice to be able to have our seniors our seniors, and our middle school students uh, come back into school this year as a precursor to not only September, but to July. We're planning a full summer school, K-12, to uh, starting uh, June 28th, actually. And it would, be, it would be a good way to at least phase slowly back into it, all levels, uh, and not hold to this threshold. I, again, I don't want to seem ungrateful or unappreciative because our elementary students were the priority. But now we have to look at this, and we have to look at the realistic uh, nature of 100 cases for 100,000 people. As, as, that's just, it's just really uh, unattainable. You know, Mark, you mentioned uh, summer school, but for all the students that have either been hybrid, fully remote, uh, now at elementary level, moving back to more in-person learning, do you think there's a need to add on to the regular school year as we introduce more students to school? Uh, I, I, you know, I think that we have to finish this school year out strong in the best circumstances that we have. And then I think we have to, like, open up a fresh look with summer school. I, I think there are far too many uh, barriers and roadblocks in terms of organization, contracts, and things to extend this school year. I think, especially with the American Rescue and Recovery Funds, the best opportunity is to have a very robust, enhanced 
summer school that uh, meets the needs of kids and that we start fresh July 1st for all intents and purposes and move forward from there as, as we're beginning a new year. The other factor, quite frankly, that in my opinion really nullifies that 100 per 100,000 is the number of vaccines that are given. Uh, I know our staff uh, is probably vaccinated at about a rate of 70 to 75 percent. So with staff at that high vaccination rate, I think it's time to really look at the uh, at the thresholds and start the year fresh July 1st. So um, it, it really bears another look for kids. It bears another look for the routine of uh, students and families. And uh, we, we just have to keep pushing to make these things happen. Do you have um, a cleaning day built into your schedule right now? We do. We, we clean on Wednesdays and Saturdays. Um, one of the interesting things that we read is, and, and, and it's worked out very well, those cleaning days. We we know and I believe that this is a air transmitted uh, infection. It's it's not from touching surfaces. That doesn't mean we shouldn't clean thoroughly, wipe down handles, wipe down uh, desks. We're doing all those things. We do not believe that the transmission is coming from schools. We do not believe the transmission is coming from desks or door handles or doorknobs. Nonetheless, it's important to keep cleaning. Uh, that day of cleaning is also being used as an uh, as an asynchronous day of teaching and learning. Uh, I don't have a problem with that, the one day of the week. Uh, it's a Wednesday in Niagara Falls. Uh, we have staff development planned for our teachers uh, most of those afternoons throughout the year. The staff development is important because it's a new mindset to bring kids back. It's uh, requiring more training. So uh, it, we found it to be useful. Yeah, and with that, Guy, you mentioned uh, something that the CDC said last week that a lot of doctors have been saying for uh, about a year now that the risk of uh, transmitting the virus on surfaces is, is pretty low. And the CDC said it again that, you know, uh, what a lot of people are calling like the hygiene theater, you know, making the big show of cleaning everything and showing that we're safe really doesn't do, you know, maybe psychologically it's more important than it is in practice. Um, is that something that you could stop having that day of cleaning in an effort to get more kids in? Or is that another thing that you'd have to wait for the state to kind of weigh in on? No, we, we would have the ability to stop it. It would be a district-by-district district choice. That is not a, that's not a state requirement. The rules apply four or five days. Uh, one of the reasons why you know it would be difficult in Niagara Falls at least and, and, and again, I agree with what you said about the cleaning theater, and it is perceptual, I believe, and it is important. It's always important to have good hygiene. But we, they waited so long to make this change that we had had to make a move, and we had to have families and people plan, and we had to set up uh, more training and more staff development during those days. So we could conceivably pull back on that. At this point, we don't have plans to. Um, Another area, uh, just to continue to throw layers on this onion that we're peeling back, is transportation. Uh, transportation is probably the biggest concern that I have going into this for elementary students. Uh, the guidance is not always strong in that area. The ability to have um, distancing on a bus is always a concern, even though we don't believe we see transmission and some bus rides are as short as 10 or 15 minutes. Uh, so we're going to have to really plan for that. Um, 
Uh, so it, it's, it is an onion. We just peel back and peel back and peel back. The bottom line is every move we make to bring kids back to school is the right move. We're going to be on it right away. And then let's see if we can't now lobby and move this transmission rate. Mark, I have two questions about the future, but I'll ask them separately. First, uh, take a look, if you can, into next school year, the beginning of the school year. Do you see full in-student learning for all grades, with or without masks? Uh, do you see everyone back in the building to kick off next school year? If I were to give you an answer today, it would be yes. I see full in-person learning, K to, pre-K to 12, but I see masks. I don't believe uh, we'll see a relief from the masks uh, anytime soon. And if that's what it takes to get full in-person learning, I think it's well worth it. Wearing face covering or masks has proven to be a very easy thing. Our students have been absolutely compliant and cooperative. You don't hear anywhere in Western New York about challenges with that in schools. Our staff has been great. Simple reminders, simple uh, simple words to keep it up, to keep everybody safe are all at stake. So on today, April 12th, if I were to be uh, a predictor, I would say full K-12 to in September with masks. And, you know, looking back at the last year, you know, being forced into doing these Zoom classrooms, uh, virtual almost all of the end of last year, uh, what have you learned from uh, from this pandemic when it comes to online learning, and how will that be used for the Niagara Falls School District in the future, say, for snow days? Yeah, so it's a, it's a really good question. We've, we've learned a lot. I think what we've learned mainly with respect to online learning, it is no substitute for in-person learning, especially for elementary students and, and middle school students, especially for the younger children. Our younger students need to be in front of teachers. Uh, most everyone does. They need to be in front of teachers. We've done the best we possibly can, given the given the situation and the information, the knowledge, and the progression, and then you know the declination of the vac- of the uh, disease with the vaccine. Will will I I believe that online learning is here to stay for the foreseeable future uh, in schools. Now I believe it should be in the high schools. I believe it could be used for snow days. That would require one-to-one devices, which we have in Niagara Falls. That would require pre-knowledge so that we remind kids take those devices back and forth every day because the weather prediction looks like heavy snow or heavy cold. That can be done. And I also believe, to your question, there is a segment of the high school population, uh, and it might be small, and we're looking at it now, of students who are more successful online. And I'm saying just the high school population right now. Those are students who may be school phobic. Those are students who may have had discipline issues in the past. Those are students who uh, may need an alternate pathway to make up credits. Those are students who may be uh, feeling uh, anxious because of bullying in their past or current. We hope that isn't the case, but the reality of it is that it does happen, just trying to be realistic with that statement. So I don't believe online learning will ever go away, but I believe it will be much more um, um, direct and segmented for certain populations of students. So we've learned how to do it. We've learned how to do it very well. Uh, I I think you'll see some form of it. Again, my, my, uh, my, inclination would be only at the high school level. Uh, And I think it's a much better 
alternative than to have students sit in an alternative school, which is a whole other topic. But I think that's a better way to teach kids who may have had some discipline issues and then try to reacclimate them back into the school setting. Uh, we heard over the weekend that uh, about a quarter of people throughout uh, Erie County, at least, and I believe that extends to Niagara County and pretty much all of western New York are considered fully vaccinated. Do you have any idea uh, on your teacher and staff population what that figure looks like? Yeah, I think that I think that we are probably and this is, again, very anecdotal. We've chosen not to ask who is and who isn't We've mm-hmm. chosen to allow staff to have that right. Uh, that is their health decision to make. Nonetheless, anecdotally, I would say between 70 and 75 percent of our staff are have at least one of the one of the vaccines. Where does that come from? We see a steady stream of people using the Niagara Falls Memorial Medical Center site, which is housed in one of our buildings, uh, which has been very convenient for staff. I think by uh, by the end of the school year, we're going to be around 80, 85 percent with double vaccination, which tells me we're ready to come back in full in September, if not for the summer. You made that an option for teachers to kind of share that information with you. Do you think that's going to remain an option or are you thinking that might uh, teachers or students might be compelled to uh, have that information uh, shared with the school to go into the building in the future? I believe, I believe as far as the adults, uh, that will continue to be an option, whether they would, would like to share. We're not even asking. Uh, we're respecting the adults' um, need to make their own decision. Uh, as far as students go, we know that right now there are mandatory vaccinations that they have to, have to take. The state has... Uh, extended through the end of the year, those remote students who have not been fully vaccinated in their other shots. I, I, I'm not quite sure about students, however. You know, there are the, the, the necessary shots at the necessary grade levels that you have to have. Uh, I think that's going to be a source of further conversation. I don't think we'll have that answer before the start of next school year, uh, whether they have to report that, whether we have to report that to the state. But I would fully believe that the uh, adult population is going to be their own personal choice. Mark Laurie, Niagara Falls School Superintendent, thank you so much for joining us this morning. My pleasure. Always glad to talk to you guys. Good to talk to you. Yeah, uh, Always full of information and uh, good info to have uh, right there. That's Mark Laurie, the Niagara Falls School Superintendent, who's joining us live. And, uh, you know, I, a lot of interesting stuff in there, uh, uh, not just on vaccinations and what he's telling people, but also kind of the current picture uh, with vaccinations and teachers and what he's expecting going forward with these new guidelines that are it's welcome news for elementary students that we heard late last week again I mean it was late Friday that this came out but for everybody else middle school high school students I mean there's a big question mark there's a question mark as to what happens now a question mark for districts as you heard him talking about is how do we move forward when there's going to be so much uncertainty of bouncing above and below that threshold of six feet and three feet and you know where do we go from here i there's almost more questions than answers sometimes it is and when do you finally get to the point where new guidance 
isn't worth it for this year, right? I mean, you wait another month for middle school and high school students to maybe change that rate of transmission. Is that too late now for some districts as we are two months away from the end of the year? Brian, um, during the interview with Mark Laurie, the Williamsville School District has released their plan. And for elementary school students, they will begin they will be getting, I apologize, five days in-person learning starting Monday, April 26th. There will still be the remote option in Williamsville for middle school and high school students. Obviously, their plan has been delayed because of the rate of transmission. But whatever they end up doing, obviously, the remote option will be available for all aged students through the end of the year. Okay, so still some tough news. Middle and high school students, four days a week as conditions permit and uh, that can mean a lot of things hey we're taking your uh, comments and calls and uh, everything in between on the issue of uh, kids in school and what last friday's announcement means for your kids what does it mean for your family does it mean anything are you still waiting for some of that guidance you can let us know at 803-0930 throughout the rest of uh, the morning and uh, we'll continue to look at the issue and unpack as more schools come out with that new guidance on reopening and hey do Schools need, after what the CDC last week said, do you need that extra day of cleaning? Do you need some of these other things, the uh, hygiene theater, as it's being called, uh, to uh, you know feel safe in that return to school? You can let us know. We will be back. It's BMAS and Beamer on News Radio 930 WBEN. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. It's Beamaz and Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. All right, we are back here on WBEN. And, you know, we just spoke with uh, Mark Laurie, Niagara Falls School Superintendent, a little bit about reopening plans. What's different now with the state's new guidelines, three feet versus six feet? And the state says, again, if you haven't heard the latest in schools, three feet of distancing is okay. In areas without high transmission rates, in areas of high transmission, elementary school students can remain three feet apart. Middle and high school students must maintain six feet of distancing. 
According to the state's metric, Erie, Niagara, Chautauqua, Cattaraugus, Allegheny counties, all are considered high transmission rates. So middle and high school students, nothing changes from that six feet of distancing. And the number, if you're missing our conversation with Mark Laurie, the number that they're using, 100 cases per 100,000 residents, is low enough to the point that the likelihood of getting below that is not great, at least in the near-term future. Uh, so that means that middle and high school students are out of class, at least for the near-term future, or at least six feet separated. And then to that point, if it dips above or rises above that again, you have to change it all over again. So there becomes the question of, well, are, are we going to bring kids back as soon as this number changes? Which, if you uh, were listening to Joe mention uh, Williamsville schools, they have just updated some of their guidelines, and uh, they say, all right, we're changing this starting in a couple of weeks. You'll be able to go back, uh, school student, elementary school students, three feet of distancing, five days a week. For middle and high school students, they say, as soon as that number goes to the acceptable level, we'll do the same, but we can't just yet. Now, when that number goes to the that level, I mean, what is the period of time? Is it right. one day and you're Monday and Tuesday and up, we're back up again, and then you're back the other way? I mean, think about it. They released the plan for elementary school two weeks out. So say the transmission rate dips down where they can, okay, this is our plan in two weeks. Well, in that two weeks, Brian, as you said, what's it take? Two cases and your trans- two cases more and your transmissions rate is back. And by the way, I think we should clarify that transition rate is not a requirement of the CDC when the CDC said three feet distance for school kids. Well, it's part that, of the guidelines in areas a, of high transmission. To, is that a guideline for, from the state? Say that again? That's a guideline from the state, the transmission. But the Yeah, and the CDC and their recommendations for schools said that for areas of high transmission, uh, they would recommend uh, keeping either six feet or uh, maintaining the same group of okay. students in one class, which – depending on the school you go to, is either easy or hard to do. Right. Smaller schools, you're generally with the same group, so it, it doesn't matter as much. Larger schools, then you're dealing with, okay, now we can't do class changes if we want three feet. If we have six feet, we can do class changes, even though these kids are going from their six feet separated desks into the halls, and you know they're probably not going to be six feet away from each other as soon as they step foot and uh, change classes. Not sure how it all plays into a real-life scenario but that's how it is um, in the state's recommendations. They're trying to follow, I guess, to the T what the CDC recommends people yeah. do. And that transmission rate, like Brian said, 100 for every 100,000, was that also the CDC requirement? Was that how to to gauge the metric was 100 per 100,000? I'm not sure if that's the metric they're using. That's, that's new to the state, by the way. Yes. As opposed to the percentage of positive test results that they've been using for a long time. And then about a month ago, that switched to this 100 per 100,000, which I guess is what is more widely used. Even so, why were we using one number and not using this other number that apparently is more accurate to begin with? I'm not entirely sure. But you had another point, because we talked to Mark Laurie not just about that, but about distance learning in the future. And he says... It's not going away anytime soon. And when he says that, we should point out, it doesn't mean that, you know, kids are just going to be learning distance for the future and not ever going to school. It means in specific cases, whether that could be meant for a snow day, it could be meant for something else, it could be meant for a certain uh, 
subject where, uh, you know, a kid has proven to perform better in a distance learning model, that that might be made available in the future. Your mind immediately went to something else. My mind immediately went to suspension, Brian, and I, I don't know why. But, you know, now when kids are suspended, it's not, okay, I have to go have a sibling or a friend pick up a packet of papers to do schoolwork. You can still attend the class being suspended. It probably also gets rid of in-school suspension because now you can just do everything on your computer at home. You notice the things I'm noticing here, Brian? Uh, The detentions, you know, Niagara Falls does not do detention anymore. And and now with suspensions, it's pretty much for a week you have to still go to class just from home if you uh, get that that uh, famous five-day suspension. And, and, of course, the first thing I thought about. Uh, but, you know, he makes a good point. We, we do learn things during this pandemic, and we've heard this everywhere. We've heard at jobs where they've realized there's certain people that don't need to come into the office. They can do what they do at home, and we don't have to pay for that space. Well, in school, okay, we don't have to lose those snow days because if you remember in the mid-2000s, uh, some schools had to make up those snow days. I remember cutting in to a vacation week because of all the snow days we had to use one year. Well, now you don't have to use them. You can just do it from home. If you ask me, that should only be done for the excess snow days, though, Yes, right? no, I, I mean, that's you, the point I'm trying we, to make. We should be given, you know, I, I like the snow day. I, I, it's a, <laughs> a beautiful day when you have a snow day, right, no, um, I don't want to in take a normal school year. I, I'm not saying it's a good thing for, for students, but... However, I I think districts will look at this and say, okay, we don't have to have those planned in snow days if we're able to teach kids at home. Now, what the superintendents of the districts want to do when conditions get to be where you'd have to close the schools. But it's another outlet that before March 2020, we really didn't explore as widely as we are now. It'll be interesting, too, to see where you draw the line and how you decide who's doing better in a remote model away from their classmates, away from a traditional setting, and, you know, how that kind of applies. And You mentioned the workplace, too. Some people don't need to go to work. And, you know, I agree to an extent, but how healthy is it after a while? If you're never going to the office, if you're never right. – and I was noticing this yesterday when uh, we were doing some grocery shopping, and you talked about this, and I, I was thinking about you because you uh, – and we've had this discussion before – I've just never, I can't stand seeing people, this is the old man in me, right? I can't stand seeing people out grocery shopping and they've got their headphones in and they're listening to something else while they're going around shopping. (laughs) And now, but like now you take that and it's not only the headphones. And I mean, some people, sometimes they're earbuds and you don't really notice them, but some people just walk with the big headphones like you and I are wearing, the wireless headphones. They're walking around the store with the headphones on and with a mask on. I mean, it's like you are out in public in a way where you don't want to be out in public, right? I mean, it's the thing that people would use with their Walkman if you ever had to ride the train or like uh, in the subway in a crowded city to not, you know, be surrounded by all the noise or something else. But you're doing it in kind of different spaces now. Now it's the grocery store. Now it's other areas. And I don't, there's got to be something that is really right. That's more than being introverted, right? That's just not wanting to interact with anyone, period. I don't want to necessarily talk to anybody when I make a run at the grocery store. But I'm there in case, you know, someone's got a question about a banana or something like that. You know, I don't know. (laughs) Just, you know, if someone wants to give me the heads up or, you know, if I can help somebody, I'm there and present in the 
store that I'm in and not hiding away from it all. And this is where you and I are different because if I pull up to the grocery store, A, something I don't want to be doing, all right? I don't necessarily want to get out of my car and go to the grocery store, but I got to buy groceries. And if I open my middle container and there's no headphones there, I feel naked walking into the grocery store. Oh, my store. goodness. You You're know, the last person, too, who I ever thought would feel that way at all. Because when I go to the grocery store, I want to be in and out. I do not want to waste my day at the store. I have five things. As you know, Brian, we've had this discussion. Who's wasting your day by hearing stuff? Okay. Well, I have – I. <laughs> I have a schedule for my afternoon, right? Say I go to the store and I run into someone I haven't seen in a while. Now, it doesn't mean I don't want to talk to this individual. It means at that moment, I have my day planned out and I want to get here and here before there's a rush, before I have something I want to watch, before the Mets play, you know? So I, I try to plan it. And when I walk into a grocery store, yeah, I like to have the headphones on and I like to be zoned out. I like to be out of reality for the 10 minutes i'm in the store get what i need boom 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 and i'm out i don't know i just, i never I, i'm no, I, I never it, understood i'm not saying that i'm right i'm saying that's just how i've always approached the grocery store i i don't know i think that that's there's something there that's like uh you're blocking yourself from any sort of inner it's one thing to be introverted it's another to you know enjoy the feeling of going into a public space and just completely making sure that you never have to interact with anybody, well, right? I'm, I'm also at times a very awkward person, and I don't, you know, there's some conversation. That, that hasn't stopped you before, Joe. <laughs> I mean, that's, but I, you're you're the uh, most extroverted person that I know yeah. amongst them. And it's that, that so situation. it surprises me that, that you, you do that. And it's that situation. It's also at the gym. Now, my buddy Joe Duff and I work out at the same gym. And when I'm able to see Joe, I love having a conversation. But every, you know... I, I don't need someone walking up to me at the gym and saying, oh, Virginia Tech, I saw them play St. Bonaventure in the who, 90s. Who is possibly doing that? Someone did that, <laughs> at, at the, and I won't say the name, but at a gym that's at the corner of Edgar, Sheridan, and the Boulevard. Someone, I'm sitting on the bike, they got on the bike next to me and had a conversation about how they watched Virginia Tech play St. Bonaventure back in the old Atlantic 10 days. And again, that's not... I, that's why I have my headphones in. I don't want to talk to anybody in those situations. I'm sweaty. I'm disgusting. I just want to get in, do what I have to do, and leave. I see. I don't mind. You know, I, I'm with you to an extent. Do I want to be having a conversation? No. If somebody, and this happens every now and then, in that situation, if someone you're at the gym and somebody strikes up a con, and this happened to me the other week, and somebody's striking up a conversation with you, they're trying, you know, they're talking about who knows what. I'm, you know, who knows what they're talking to me about. I I kind of feel it's like your duty as another human being to, and the person's looking to talk to somebody, you know, they're, they're looking to have, you know, a little bit of interaction to just, even if I'm not into the conversation, I'll hu humor you uh, a little bit and, you know, at you know the exchange gym, a few words, whatever. I, I'm trying to be a nice guy no matter where I am. But in the situation I'm talking about, I was at the end. I was at the cool down part of my workout. You know, I'm dripping sweat. My shirt's soaking wet. I just want to finish this 10 minutes, go to the locker room, put something dry on, and go home. And the last thing I want to hear about is, and again, I'm sure the person, you know, just wanted to have a nice college basketball discussion. Fine. Let's have that discussion at a bar. I don't want that discussion. When I'm at the grocery store and at the gym, it's two places I don't want to be at. 
The last thing I want to do is extend my time there. I and people are uh, chiming in eight zero three zero nine thirty. You can call or text. Somebody said it's more acceptable to be anti. So and that's I agree with that. And there was a time where I would have classified myself as the antisocial person, and my wife certainly would have because she says, "Oh, when people meet you, you're kind of gruff around the edges." And, you know, no one wants to talk to you. You're kind of, uh, you know, rough, uh, very curt with everybody. And I feel like I'm turning into the opposite now. I'm I'm like the social butterfly because everybody else, they don't even bother being curt with you. They're not even saying a word. They're pretending you don't exist. But I, I think it's a situation by situation. When when we go out to places, you know, I, I'll talk to anybody. When we go to a restaurant, to a bar, to a sporting event, I want to talk to people. They're two specific places. <laughs> The, the grocery store and the gym, again, places that I don't like hanging out in. It's, it's not, you know, it, it's not the coffee shop. It, it's places that I'm doing what I have to do, not what I want to do. And, and I, I don't think that makes me antisocial. That just means I, I don't want to spend any more time in the produce section than I have to. Now, if you saw me, <laughs> if you saw me at a mall, okay, it's a little different. I'm at a mall. I'm, doing, uh, I'm not doing nece- necessary shopping. At the grocery store, I'm doing necessary shopping. At the gym, I'm trying not to put any more weight on. I think on. that, you it, know... It, it, it's, it's, it's completely different than being at a social event. The amount of times that it happens just doesn't warrant being shut out. For I, 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 I don't wear headphones at the store. I do, I do, you know, when I'm at the gym or something like that. But the amount of times that somebody asks you a question or does something like that, it, very minimal. And normally it's like, oh, you're right. hey, can you read this label? I can't, you know. Exactly. I, it's something like as small as that. Sure, I'll be happy to. It's just not worth the the shutting out no. everyone else. for. And I will say this, that somebody else chimed in saying being at the grocery store is like being on a mission. I do treat it the same way. Right. I just, I, I am willing to do the the little, okay, you know, here, oh, oh you need... What, you're looking for a specific thing. I don't know where it is. Sorry, I can't help you. I, you know, keep on going. It's uh, and then you you pull up to the line. You hope that nobody's in front of you, so you can get in and out. I, put you know, blocking yourself out. I think takes it to a, a whole nother level. Again, and I'm not. I'm just saying that's how I'm most comfortable going to the store. I'm not saying that I'm right. I'm not saying that people that put their headphones on and, and block out society when they go to the store are the right way to do it. I'm just explaining my method of thinking when I walk into a store. By the way, someone asked what was the 9 a.m. spring stimulus word. It is BAKE, B-A-K-E. <laughs> Text that to 72881 for your chance at $1,000. You can buy a new pair of headphones to yes, walk to exactly. the store. Paul in Niagara Falls, you're on WBEN. What's going on? How you doing? Paul, you still there with us? You broke up a little bit. Yeah, I'm here. Hey, what's going on? I, uh, I I I agree with Joe on one aspect. Like, if I'm home working on my car outside or doing something where I'm by myself, I got the earphones in or I got music on, and I, you know, just to help me kind of zone into what I'm doing. But when I'm out and about, um, I do get a lot of those random conversations, and I just think it's important even to just entertain those people for one minute, thirty seconds, whatever it might be. I mean, some people try to keep you there for half an hour. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I'm trying to avoid. You're right. A, a quick conversation, definitely. Uh, but when it's, it turns into a 30-minute conversation. Right. I mean, at, at that point, when you when you get the feeling that it's going to go too long, you can just say, listen, you know, uh, in a hurry, take care. But I think it's important to, to engage just because it's part of the natural flow of life to communicate like that. And, and if we don't, um, on a large scale, we kind of isolate each other even more. And I think right now it's actually a terrible time to even – do that because people i mean i can't hear people through their mask let alone if they're coming out to me you know yeah trying to make small talk so 
it's important just to kind of connect there, even if it's only for 30 seconds or a minute. Do you feel the same way I do, Paul, when you're walking through? the? It's the grocery stores where I notice it most, and it's usually people my age or maybe younger, and they've got the headphones in, especially I think I notice it more because everyone's wearing the mask in the grocery store now where it's just, I don't. it makes me feel just a little uncomfortable that everybody is so, you know, intent on being isolated. They're blocking out any sort of noise or anything where they would possibly, you know, be interrupted by somebody. Yeah, I do, and I also see the people, you know, uh, from first look, you'd say, are they talking to themselves? But they got the headphones in t- talking and <laughs> having a conversation, which is fine. I mean, you don't want to hold the phone up to your ear. But I do feel like, I mean, I'll, I'll be candid, grocery store and place like that, that's where I've met a lot of women. I mean, <laughs> be honest, that's where I've met ex-girlfriends and things and people that I had relationships with. And sometimes people in the neighborhood who I know shop at the same store we see each other and we chat a bit because you know to be honest we live in a city and we don't really get a chance to talk to our neighbors on a regular basis yeah but sometimes you run into that ex and you wish you had the headphones in (laughs) (laughs) all right paul thanks so much for the call that's a paul i here's another thing though i I like what paul said and that changes your grocery store like getting to know you pickup line right because it (laughs) used to be Right. Um, you know, hey, oh, hi. I, I was also looking for, you know, a mel- which uh, Apple looks the best to you. Now it's like, what are you listening to there? Yeah. And, uh, do, do I really want to know the answer? But you and Paul are right. It's probably something I have to work on, especially after the last year of everyone being antisocial and, you know, having to be because of social distancing, because of uh, the COVID-19 pandemic. You know what? I should be better about being social everywhere. And that includes at the grocery store and at the gym. So you know what, Brian? I think I will start taking the headphones out when I walk into the grocery store just to be more of a, of a person of society and in trying to be more social. Just a valve. You don't have to change what you're doing because it makes me uncomfortable, Joe. I just, people just need to go on. And somebody, you know, saying, oh, you know, oh, you're so full of yourself. Someone wants to talk to you. No, no one knows who I am right. when I'm going to the store. They just want to talk about... Well, whatever they're doing, I, yeah. you know, somebody's talking about, you know, bananas or something. I don't know. Bananas is like one of the five things I buy at the grocery store, so that's why it's on my mind. 100%. Okay, and so. I'm, I am the worst person at buying bananas. I can never get them at the at the right state, right? I'm always, they're always. I go extra green. That's how I. I just, I don't know what to do. One time I, I do that, and then they're not ready. Then I go the other way, and I wake up the next day, and they're all, they're bad. You know, it's, well, what are you going to do? Yeah. Next time you're at the grocery store, I'll strike up a conversation with you all about it. All right. Uh, BMS, we'll be back here tomorrow at 9 o'clock taking your calls and comments. It is 9.55. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.